You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. A tender versus a hard heart is the title of this devotion. You know, I, I struggle sometimes in preparing these devotions to not want to keep speaking on a certain theme again and again and again. And I know this is because of what the Holy Spirit keeps working in me, that it is so alert in me and, and so before my eyes continuously. But also because I see the need of it. I see the painful price people pay and that I myself have paid. When my heart has grown hard, or when my heart is not sensitive, tender, and I'll never forget, and I could give you so many different kinds of examples, but this is the one that springs to my mind right now. My dear Virginia looked at me one time and she said, Honey, it seems like you don't have much grace for me. In other words, she keeps feeling the mirror shining on her natural nature and its, and its, and its weakness like we all have. In other words, she kept feeling conscious, I'm not good enough, uh, you know. And I looked at her and I said, my, that's not allowed. No, I am to live in the all-sufficiency of His grace, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. And I said, Lord, no, I want to live in your sufficiency. I am, 1 Corinthians 15, 10, what I am by your grace. And I labor, yet not I, but your grace that's in me more abundantly. And instantly, God just reset me. And he, what was he resetting? A tender heart. My heart had gotten a bit hard. And so Virginia could feel that hardness. And you see, that is why the law was first written on stone. Because through the law, nobody can ever become perfect before God. It is only by the amazing grace that we receive through Jesus that we can bring that we can be brought into perfect righteousness, peace and joy with Him. And, and immediately that grace came back that she felt loved and accepted and well-pleasing in my presence and we enjoyed sweet fellowship together. And you see, your heart can be hard even, even in, in religious mindset. Like Paul's heart was hard in his religious mindset that he thought it was totally acceptable for Stephen to be stoned, who was perfectly blameless and holy and full of the Holy Spirit, but he couldn't see it. He was so hard. And he didn't want to see it because he was so wise in his own eyes. And that's all the nature of hardness. And I don't want to become hard. So I'm talking to you. The title today is A Tender Heart Versus a Hard Heart. A Tender Versus a Hard Heart. So I'll read to you here from Isaiah 57, verse 15 in the Classic Amplified. Listen to it. For thus says the high and lofty one, he who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, 
I dwell in a high and holy place, but with him also who is of a thoroughly penitent and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the thoroughly penitent, bruised with sorrow for sin. One of the ways that I have found that we can regain that tender heart is that we are so broken before the Lord. And it's not always because what we did was wrong that we can find that place, because I used to think that's the only way I could get there. Because then when the Lord would confront me with the behaviors or attitudes or thoughts that had been grievous to His Spirit, and He would confront me and I would weep and cry and weep and cry and the tender heart would come back. I used to think that was the only way for me to, to get to that tenderness, but I've discovered that you don't have to fail to obtain or maintain a tender heart. He gives it to you by His Holy Spirit. But if you don't know how to get there by the Holy Spirit, this is a good way to start, to just come into His Holy of Holies, to come before Him in prayer. And don't, you don't have to come because you're trying to make something happen. You just say, Lord, I need you, I need you. Without you, I'm lost in the darkness of this world. I need to live in the light of your countenance where your favor makes me feel at home and safe. Oh, Father, I feel so lost to your presence. I don't see or feel you right now, but I know you're always with me because in you and I move and have my being. Oh, Father, I come before you. And then all of a sudden, you may first feel this complete separation where your heart is so hard and, and so contrary to Him. And then you say, oh Lord, I hate these feelings of feeling contrary to you, separated from you. I repent of these feelings. No, Lord. And you begin to pray and oh my goodness, this, this humility comes your way. This grace through the Lord Jesus. And you know, you have such a phenomenal example here in Psalm 51 in what I'm saying to you, where David says in Psalm 51, have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and the hidden parts you will make me know wisdom. Purge me with his and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And, and he says, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with your generous spirit. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. You see, friends, it can really be something that is not easy, what I'm saying to you. When you've gotten hard, it can be really difficult to come out of that. 
And the Lord says in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, sow for yourself righteousness, reap mercy, break up your fellow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. You know, the Lord says in another place, rent not your garment in your, in your mourning for your, for your wayward ways, you know, in your showing remorse, but rent your heart. Friends, sometimes when the heart's going hard, we just need to know the path that's been well trodden. We need to know the way that has been made, that is there for us by untold amounts of souls that have gone that same song, 51 of David's way and found that brokenness of heart and contrition. But what he shows you there in, in Isaiah 57 verse 15, that you don't have to go the path of sin as the only one, but you can go the path of holiness when you live there. Like Isaiah. Isaiah in chapter 6 of Isaiah was worshiping in the temple when the glory of the Lord appeared to him. And all of a sudden he realized how hard he had become and how much he'd become just like the people he lived among. And he said, woe is me, woe is me, I'm undone. In other words, I feel cut off. I don't feel I belong in this holy of holies. And he cried out and immediately a seraphim came and touched his lips. Touched his lips. Give me a practical example because I know it's in the Bible, Pastor, but give me a, an example of more contemporary example. When our dear Gabriella was born in uh, Chatham here in Britain in the hospital through C-section and and they had sewn Virginia up and they were cleaning her up after that and I said to her darling while they clean you up I'm just gonna I was there in the surgery I, I'm just gonna pop over to intensive care to look at Gabrielle I'll be back in a minute and I went over there and I looked at her there in an incubator <coughs> I was not allowed to come in at that moment I looked at her and a thought came to my heart right there while I'm standing there. I'm just in normal thinking. And just this thought came that I do something that allowed her to have this, this, this suffering. She, she passed away 11 days later. That I do something that allowed this. This was the thought that came to me. And instantly the Holy Spirit in me said, don't do that. And it scared me like I was thinking some sinful thought and I repented on the spot, right? And this ooh, came all over me. This glory of God's presence, I started to weep and I said, oh, Father, I mean your love, I mean your favor. No, Lord, I will not act like I'm not in your love and your favor. See, we were being kept by the power of God into salvation and when I came out of that for a moment, the holiness pulled me back in. And see, I had that tenderness of heart came through the manifestation of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I hope you're catching this. Yes, use the road that's well trodden by all of us. I've been down that road so many times where I've wept and wept and wept 
because I felt so contrite. I felt such mourning and weeping and, and lamenting over, over the wrong behavior, attitude, thoughts I had had. Uh, and, and this grace come that caused my heart to become tender, this Holy Spirit's grace of Jesus and made my heart soft, you see. But I'm trying to show you also from Hosea 10, 12, rend your heart that it can really be a labor sometimes and, and you need to stay in the labor until you get through a bit more. <laughs> in Hebrews chapter three, it shows you how important it is for you and I to maintain a tender heart, you see, because he says here in verse seven, the Holy Spirit says, today if you will hear his voice, quoting from Psalm 95, shows you that these scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit when he calls that Psalm, the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. You see, one of the first signs that your heart is gotten too hard is you can't hear anymore. You don't have a spiritual connection. Somebody could be speaking to you by the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't connect with your spirit, only with your reasoning. It doesn't connect with your spirit. And that shows you your heart has grown hard. You can mentally reason it, but you can't spiritually understand it. Hardness of heart is the inability to understand, to perceive, to recognize and acknowledge. It's the inability to see by the Spirit, to hear by the Spirit. That's hardness of heart. I'll show you this in a minute from the Gospel of Mark. But here he says, if you will hear the Holy Spirit, if you want to stay in the hearing, do not let your heart grow hard. Like it was in the rebellion and the trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested and tried me and they saw my works for 40 years. And I was angry with that generation because they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. Every time God showed them his ways, their hearts went astray. They didn't say with the next challenge they faced, oh, I know, I know what God showed me. I trust him. He'll show me. He'll lead me, he'll guide me. No, they didn't think that. They have all these other thoughts and their hearts were hard. <laughs> and so I swore in my wrath against that behavior. They will not enter my rest. That heart, heart condition will not know my rest. Folks, I don't want to live in the unrest of all the challenges of life, never knowing what to do. I want to live in the rest of my father's care and guidance. So beware, brethren, verse 12 of Hebrews 3, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily. We need each other while it's called today. Lest, in any, of you, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we all have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. It's not just good enough to begin right, you gotta finish right. But he says, you need to be exhorted by others not to grow hard. And you see, we need to love one another and help each other and encourage each other to get through. So let me close with you here from Mark 
Luke chapter 6. I have a couple of verses from the Gospel of Mark, but remember how the disciples saw Jesus multiply the five loaves and three fishes and fed the 5,000, and they'd seen it. Now they were on the lake rowing for many miles, and the wind was contrary to them, and Jesus came to them walking on water. And it says in verse 51 of Mark 6, And he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. For they had not understood about the loaves, because their heart was hardened. They saw the miraculous, but it did not inwardly affect them. You see, some people don't appreciate the importance of God's miraculous intervention, God's miraculous working, God's ways, God's leading. My father prayed for my brother John Henry and he passed away. And my father had to make a decision. Do I believe? Do I believe? Or do I no longer believe because I didn't see? And my father said, from Isaiah 40, the life of man is like the grass that withers in the sun, and its beauty like the flower that fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. So my father did not allow that disappointing experience to change what he believed about God. You see, my father used to always say, and I didn't understand for a while why he always said it, but now I do now that I know these different stories. He said our disappointment is his appointment. Three months later, after that experience that my brother John Henry passed away, my father stood on the podium next to T. Osborne and saw multitudes of people being healed. You see, the trying of our faith, it says in James chapter one, is more precious than gold purified in the fire. And we all go through those times when we need to not lean on understanding, but maintain a gentle, tender heart before God and weep before Him when we're going through the pain, when we're going through the confrontation, when we're going through the impossibility, and we sit before the Lord and say, Father, I don't understand, but I know you love me. Father, Father, my life is in your hand. All that I am and all that I have comes from you, for you give me all that I need. My future is in your hand, Father. That's Psalm 16, verse 5. Father, I trust you, I trust you. And you sit there and maintain a tender heart and cause that tenderness of heart to become even more tender by its submission to God. And how you will reap the sweet fruit of a tender heart. How you will. You see, the disciples' hearts were still hard, it says here. And then in chapter 8, verse 17, of Mark, it says, And Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason? Why do you reason? Because you have no bread. Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? You see, the disciples couldn't understand what Jesus was talking about. Because in their minds, they were completely caught up with the circumstances. 
and they couldn't in their spirit perceive and understand what Jesus was saying. Why not? Because their hearts were hard. If all you live on is the reasoning of your mind, then your heart will stay fruitless and a heart that's fruitless will not see the blessings God's meant for it. Okay? And then look what it says in chapter 16 of Mark. It's amazing how much Mark talks about this. And in Mark 16, verse 14, later, he appeared, this is after the resurrection, to the 11 as they sat at the table and rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He what? He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Do you see that if the disciples, after all this time, still struggled with hardness of heart, how it is nothing for us to think a little of that we ourselves, me, can struggle with hardness of heart. And I tell you the truth, I need the Holy Spirit every day to help me stay tender hearted and not grow hard in my heart. I need it every day, every day. Oh my goodness, I shy away from allowing myself to become hard-hearted. I keep embracing that sweet grace of God. I keep on spending time in His holy presence and my heart just weeps and weeps to be like Him. And it stays tender, submitted and surrendered to Him. I meditate on these different scriptures and I think of the Lord and all He's done for me. And I tell you the truth, friends, we need to maintain a tender, tender heart. You know, it says here that Jesus was grieved by their hearts being so hard. And you may say, okay, okay, I, I, I hear this, that, that I need to have a tender heart and not allow a hard heart. I need to be careful that my heart doesn't become unbelieving and all I have is my reasoning instead of my perceiving of what the Spirit is saying. And I hear this in this devotion and it grieves him. But friends, you yourself struggle when you have to work with people or live with somebody whose hearts are hard and are subject to the harshness that comes along with the hard heart. You don't like it either. And if you don't like it, if you like it when people hear what you mean and, and, and respond to you in what you mean and don't constantly say, wow, why did you say that? Or how come you think that? See, and they don't connect with you. They don't hear it. And there's strife and there's stress. And that's all the fruit of hard hearts. You don't like that. It grieves you and you go, oh, I don't want to go home because all we have is strife. We don't understand. We don't connect. And anything I say is the wrong thing and always get, you know, you don't like it. So how much more does your heavenly Father want you to maintain and obtain and maintain a tender heart? How do I get it? I've talked to you about it. You have the familiar way of humbling your heart before Him. You have the maybe way that ought to be familiar of spending time in His holiness like Isaiah did in chapter 6 and being touched with that fire of heaven that causes your heart to stay sweet and gentle before God. Now, let me read you one little verse here. 
in closing from Isaiah chapter 63, verse 17, okay? I mean, this, wow. I read this and, and I, I say, yes, Lord. This Isaiah 63, verse 17. Oh, Lord, why have you made us able to err from your ways and hardened our hearts? to reverential fear of you. Return to bless us for your servants' sake, the tribes of your heritage. Again, O oh Lord, why have you made us able to err from your ways and hardened our hearts to the reverential fear of you? Return to bless us from your, for your servants' sake, the tribes of your heritage. Father, help me to have a tender heart. Maintain a tender, responsive heart to your voice in me. Please, Father, don't let my heart grow hard. Please, Father, keep me far away from an evil heart of unbelief in departing from you. Please, Father, keep me far away from the deceitfulness of sin. Keep me tender and innocent and childlike towards you. Oh, Father, help me. Can you hear me? I pray this for you, and I believe God's working with you. Amen. Have a good day.